Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents... Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Hey guys, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Not Another True Crime Podcast. It's just me, Sarah, today here, but I'm here with NYPD vets Kevin Gannon, Anthony Duarte, and Mikey Donovan, who combined have over 70 years of law enforcement experience. Pretty legit. Thanks, guys, for coming. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And today we're going to talk about the Smiley Face Killers, which is kind of really awesome because it's like a murder slash serial killer mixed with a conspiracy theory. Would you guys agree? Yeah, definitely I would. Okay, so um, maybe Kevin, would you mind just giving us a rundown of like what this theory is for our listeners who might be unfamiliar? Oh, the, th- the theory? Yeah. Um, y- young college males usually you know, from the age of 18 to 22, but we have some graduate students of 25 that are supposed to be out with a night of drinking, get separated from the friends, wind up in bodies of water drowned. And fr- you know, from our investigation, we know that the individuals were you know, drugged, abducted, and held for a period of time and then drowned. Mm-hmm. So they, everybody thinks they're accidents. We're trying to prove to the authorities that they were actually homicides. And so you worked on the very first case that you believe is part of this serial killer or killers, right? Yes. In 1997, I, uh, I was a supervisor in charge of the Patrick McNeil case, a young mm-hmm. man from Fordham University. He went missing in Upper Manhattan, wound up in Brooklyn 12 miles away. And all research in that case from our own NYPD Harbor Patrol showed that Patrick's body could never floated to Brooklyn. So and, then hmm. he, so, and then we had another case a year later, and another body wound up in the same spot. And I said the only way they could have gotten there was they had to be driven to that location and put in. And um, so we had, I had a period, I had three cases in a period of 15 months, which made it serial. But um, basically I was told after the Son of Sam case, there'll be no more serial killer cases in New York if they can avoid it. So the hook pretty much that I've seen is that there's this smiley face graffiti sat, found somewhere near all the victims' bodies. Is that correct? It is. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, either where we believe where the victims went in or very near to the recovery site of them. That's just one piece of graffiti out of many pieces of graffiti. So are you able to tell us like how close the graffiti is? Because I was listening to some podcast and they said, if you walk around New York City, you can be within one mile of a smiley face graffiti probably at any given location. Well, with that, a lot of these cases aren't in New York City. Mm-hmm. They're in remote areas, mm-hmm. and their smiley faces painted right there, along with other graffiti that's also suggest other things going on, which we won't speak about on this podcast. Fair enough. So, with that being said, you can go to Lacrosse, Wisconsin, and it's not like it's not a big metro, you know, metropolis. Mm-hmm. So, with that, when the smiley faces show up there, right where the body was recovered, and right where the body where the young man was just at, is that a coincidence or is that something else? So this is what you're dealing with. That's creepy. And if it was just a smiley face, I could see people saying, oh, that 
you know, smiley face is so generic, it could be anywhere. First of all, we've been, we've been under hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of bridges. But then, it's not under there, but if it's under the bridge, like Mike said, where the victims recovered, that's a little more specific. Mm-hmm. But we never even really, to be honest with you, until a few years ago, like 2009-10, realized the real significance of the smiley face. Because what we were looking at, we thought it was very generic. We thought they were taunting the police, or you know, taunting us because we were there. It's these 13 other significant pieces of graffiti that are at these scenes. Like, maybe in one scene there'll be one, three, and five, some places other there'll be, you know, mm-hmm. five, seven, and 11, but the smiley is with it. And when a smiley's not there, if the other graffiti is there, which is more gang-oriented, then we know our, our group is there. If it's not there, then, you know, it just, it may be a coincidence or the case is not related to us. It just might be an accidental drowning. Okay, so I wanted to back up a little bit. At what point did you start to put this connection together and really put these pieces together? Because I read that there are at least 100 victims in states like across the country. Right. It is now, in the beginning, it started more in the Midwest. It was in New York, um, East Lansing, Michigan, and La Crosse, Wisconsin in 1997. Those were the the real hot spots. And even though McNeil was my first case, it looked like for Anthony and I, when we went out there, La Crosse, Wisconsin was really ground zero Hmm. for this. And and we know now we have a, we have a major a major group out there, not far from there. But so for that it was it was small. And then what happened was we started looking at I'm sorry we started looking at multiple victims missing on the same night. Okay. So that showed us that it couldn't be one individual, you know. So there had to be somebody else in it before we got into a, a, a you know gang theory. And when you say gang, are you do you mean like a Organized. gang and? Just like the traditional sense? No, or no well, those are organized. Organized. They're organized. So gang, organization, you call it whatever you want. Okay. But, you know, there's a hierarchy, there's everything else that go along with it. And the other symbols or graffiti that, you, that are at these locations support that. That's crazy. Right. Like, if, like if you knew it was, if it was the Hells Angels, they'd have specific markings. If you right. knew it was the Latin Kings, they have specific markings. If it was the Bloods of Crips... You know, the neo-Nazis, anybody, you would say they're specific markings. And, and, and they're identifiable to that, that group, that organization. Now, with that being said, I wouldn't know what that is either. That, <laughs> no. But Dr. Lee Gilbertson, that's been on this with Kevin, who's a college professor that's on the, doing the smiley face, mm-hmm. you know, he's a gang, with us. He's a gang crime he's, expert. Yeah. He's, he's, he's one of the foremost gang experts in the country. Right. So, you know. Okay. He, so... so when he tells me something about this markings or that type of graffiti, I believe him. Right. Like he knows the difference from a taxi. Now I say sometimes in the beginning, I'm, I, I've, I've, been, I've been educated over the last 12 years. I go, what about that? He goes, nah, that's a gang. T- and that's just a, a regular tagger. That's a tagger piece. That's a, that's a gang tag. You know? So he knows, and he's taken over. We're to the point now we've over oh, 10 to 20,000 photographs where we have to compile them to see which ones are prevalent to the to the group in the organization okay because i feel like calling it the smiley face killer is definitely catchy and sounds cool but it's sort of i feel like is that your idea no my idea was called my idea was called the university murders interesting but the news people when we were breaking a story and abc wanted something you know give me a symbol give me a generic so i'm not going to give you you know, the, the group symbol until we can bring it right. forward to the authority. So we gave the smiley face. Didn't think the smiley was that significant. But now I can tell you, not until 2009, when I kind of broke it down with you and I called you and I said, what do you think about this? And, he, and Anthony goes, 
I said, you think I'm crazy? And he goes, oh, I still think you're crazy, <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think you're 100% but I think you're 100% correct. And we didn't realize this, the smiley face now, and I'm owning it 100% right now telling you the mm-hmm. most significant piece of graffiti related to the organization. Okay, that's interesting. But that was a media event. They, they yeah, blew the that up in the media. Named it that. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Yeah, because I've read a lot and it just focuses on the smiley faces, which I think can be easily dismissed. Definitely. But it's like there's Sometimes. a lot more to the story that people don't really know. You believe everything you read, too? I try not to, you know. <laughs> that's, a real, that's a real question. <laughs> yeah, try not to. Okay, I feel like you guys have been met with like a little bit of resistance with this theory. Is that like accurate to say? I would say that's accurate, <laughs> absolutely, especially from the uh, law enforcement community. Yeah, why do you think that is? Because they're not looking at the same things in the same way that we look at them. You know, we come in there and... Oh, well, we got nothing to do with smiley face murders. I mean, they, they, they don't know what they really speak of. It's not to blame the police or anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but when we first come in there, you know, my main goal, and I think our main goal, is to first prove it's a homicide mm-hmm. rather than some drunken kid falling into a river and drowning. Right. So I believe the law enforcement community has trouble separating the smiley face killers with a case being a murder. So first we want to prove murder. And then maybe if it's connected to the smiley face whole situation, they're afraid of that. And then you have to understand, like Mike was saying earlier, with you know law enforcement, you you were telling them about how they how they handle missing person cases. Yeah, basically. But, but with that, even regardless who, regardless who or or what's doing this, mm-hmm. they're homicides and they need to be investigated. Mm-hmm. So whether right. it's labeled as a smiley face, which the media labeled, or right. is it? Joe Schmo that just beat the shit out of somebody and threw him in the lake, that's still a homicide. For sure. You see what I'm saying? And there's still yeah. evidence that we've uncovered and spoken to different witnesses through second and third and people that were there at the time, you know, that were in those areas at those times that all have stories. And we'll li- we listen to every one of them. Whereas, I got to be honest with you, law enforcement doesn't have time to do that. They don't. Sure. They don't have time to do that. Or the budget. Mm-hmm. We listen to everyone. I, I've spoken to... You know, I, I spoke to I speak to the people that are a little bit out there because that's you know <laughs> I, he can relate. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> but with that being said, I had numerous hours to talk to these people. Right. Where if I was working that case as a detective working for a municipality, there's no way in the world because of caseload and because of eight thousand other things. So we had more time to right. to delve deeper into all of this. And stuff. when you and when you look at law enforcement, um, the, part of the, uh, the resistance to us is not just that, like yeah, they said the smiley face. Nobody wants their work second-guessed at, you know what I mean? Okay. Especially from anybody at the other department, even if we were active, much less retired guys. They don't, they don't really give a damn. So I get that. And, and when, when the person goes missing initially, it's just a missing person case. They're trying to locate him. They do a search for three or four or five days. Now they go, geez, this, this might be a bad one. At that point, it's just like a regular uh, a boating accident in the sea. You know? Now mm-hmm. it went from a, a search to just a recovery. So they're waiting for recovery. When the body comes back, they give the body f- to the family. They, but what they're not doing is what we do and what we try to s- insist in and what we were taught as homicide investigators is try to treat, and, and I know it's difficult like Mike was saying, but you gotta start as if the case is a homicide first. 
and rule out and 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 they say, oh, you know what, this is just just an action or you know whatever. But if you treat it like an action from the beginning, then you're going to miss all the other clues and evidence that could be around the scene because it's too late to go back. Okay. And, that, and that's what happened. So we start from the homicide premise first and then rule it out. It's not a homicide here or it is a homicide, but it's not connected to us. It's an unrelated homicide. But and then or you know what? It's just a tra- tragic accident. But if you do the opposite, you're done. The case is over. You know. And I read that it's um, it's not like a common, I guess, mode of like homicide to drown someone. Right. Is that true? I guess just because it's difficult to like. Yeah, the only way it would be like that where they would really look at the police because, you know, here you got, first of all, if there was, wi- uh, all these women were missing, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they would look at it just like a serial killer. Okay. No different than a rape or the FBI had a homicide task force called the, the Highway Trucker Task Force where there was over 500 women all across the Southwest and Route 10 from California to Florida that were get, get, you know, going missing. And most of them were prostitutes. So they know somebody was abducting them and, 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 and then killing these women. But, so you form a task force. Young men drinking risky behavior, mm-hmm. going by the lake at night. It's not really a suspicious type of thing. They figured, ah, it's a kid, stupid kid. He went down the river to go to, to urinate, go to the bathroom, he fell in. You know, that's, that's the mentality. But that's not what's you know, actually happening. And on our TV show that we're gonna, it's going to come out on January 19th, we take that to the next level. We bring in forensic experts and we show why so-and-so is missing dakota james is missing for 40 days but we proved that he couldn't have been missing maybe more than what eight or nine days the most even less maybe even like right based on forensics and you know decomposition of the bodies also with that myself and anthony were with the gentleman that recovered dakota james (laughs) oh wow the river rescue people right Mm -hmm. but we were out all morning with him and we spoke to the gentleman that actually recovered him and we asked him flat out that you know how do you know it was Dakota James? Because he looked exactly, these are his words, like the poster that I saw up around Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. There was no decomposition. He oh, was wow. pr- his body was pristine. pristine. That's the word I don't used know about by pristine. Pretty well, close. Well, well the word it that they used good. from the from the water recovery guys. I'm using their words. I'm pretty right. sure right. one guy says his body was really pristine. So what does that indicate to you? Well, it indicates to me that he wasn't in, that he wasn't dead for forty days. Can you uh, imagine a body in the water days. for forty days in Ohio River, traveling ten be, miles downstream? And they a he should be bloated. He should have okay. decomposition. He doesn't have any of those signs. With that in the Ohio River, he supposedly traveled ten miles to a hydraulic dam system. Mm-hmm. With that, yeah, that being was said, open, that was open one and a half feet. That's all. It was open. So How did he fit through there without it get hurt? When I asked the water recovery team, I said, "Has this ever been dredged?" Guys were there for years and years, and their answer was never. So and I said, well, what's down there? Sunken barges, boats, pieces of houses, building materials, because it's, it's a waterway that was used for, as, to move construction materials, the Ohio River there. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of debris. And for a body to travel 10 miles downriver through a hydraulic jam- dam system and with all the debris in the Ohio River... Not just 40 thing. days later, to be identified, he looked just, just like. like the picture. That's those crazy. Are, those are the words. Okay, he I'm not an expert, but I feel well, pretty convinced. Well, this is what I'm convinced. saying. <laughs> we say it all the time. But we say it all the time. These cases are going to be tried on, as the public is On television now. On television. Yes. And there's a lot. We've developed a lot, and, you know, and that's all 
you know, mm-hmm. Kevin with his, you know, his, his drive for this. So everyone's going to make up their mind what they see as evidence. We've developed new physical evidence through photos, recovery photos, some of as old as 50, 10, 15 years. Yeah. But there's evidence that we have detected in there, yeah. in these photos that were overlooked for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. They missed it, people missed and it. You know? the and forensics don't lie. And cops don't really, in all fairness to them, they, they really don't know drownings. I'm like, a lot of you, 12 years ago, I didn't know anything about drowning cases either. Okay. You know, we don't get that many drowning cases. And the only time police really investigate them would be like a husband and wife thing. Like the, the wife's okay. missing, you know, a Drew Peterson thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, where's the woman? Uh, you, know, you, you, know, you know, you got rid of her. Did he bury the body? Did he do this? You know, you, ha- you have those kind of cases like that, or Lacey Peterson out in yeah. Chicago. You get in, in California, you, you're going to get those cases like that. Then the police are going to actively pursue it. They figure, oh, we, we know this is, you know, this. But a, a 21-year-old college kid drinking after a football game winding up in the, in the drink. Right. Nobody really considered that. It's, like, kind of ironic that you brought up that because they're men, you feel like maybe no one's paying attention. Whereas, like, it's ironic because I feel like when women are victims of crime, there is also that element of victim blaming. Like, oh, what was she wearing? Was she drinking? Like, that whole kind of thing. There would be. Like, with women, with women it would be sexual assault. But in, in, with men, it's just... Your stupid risky behavior and that's right what, and that's what people do and they, they and they assume you know guys are stupid listen they're stupid but they would be trying to sw- <laughs> they would be trying to swim the mississippi river in june to sort of i can get across and the next thing you know help help i get mm-hmm. halfway up this is not that this is in november december january the kids are not going down the river to take a swim no, and if they do they want, they want the boys to watch right. everybody's going to be with them and there's more drinking in the summertime and then the other last question you have to ask yourself is why all of a sudden now is this big drowning phenomenon happen? People will say, oh, there's more drinking on college campuses. Yeah, it might be a little, but you're telling me nobody drowned back in the, the 70s and the 80s and, and, until 1997. And then mass drownings, you know. When the drinking age was 18 and not 21. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that seems pretty suspect. Sure. Were you about to say anything? I'm sure I was, but I'm <laughs> right now. I get that. <laughs> this yeah you're listening to us for what 10 minutes 15 minutes yeah are you thinking about this a little differently than when we before we sat down in this room yeah i definitely think what i've looked at before everything's been sort of reported with a degree of skepticism i mean when like the fbi is saying that this is not an organized group and these are unrelated incidents you know me as a lay person i feel like i'm like okay well this is the fbi maybe i should trust what they're saying I don't trust the FBI, but I'll tell you what, what the FBI did. The FBI said, as at this point in time, we see no connection between the deaths. And of course they didn't, because they didn't look at it to the level we did. They might say, yes, Chris Jenkins in, in, in Minnesota was killed, and maybe Patrick McNeil in New York was killed, and maybe you know uh, Dakota James in Pittsburgh was killed, but I don't see a connection. Well, it's, it's hard then to see a connection. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is they're getting paperwork from the same police departments that we're them against. So what they're reviewing is paperwork, and, and everything looks good. But if you don't really go out there and look beyond just what the police put, you're not going to find it either. We had to go put boots on the ground. I couldn't, we could have solved this case from sitting from in my den, you know, <laughs> trying to do it. Yeah, we had to go out there. You have to go out there and, you know... <laughs> Beat you the bushes. To, you have to beat the bushes, what they say, but you have to look at the environment. What's the environment? What do we have here? How many bars? Where would they go? What's the terrain? Look at all the different things. What's the water? 
check out where they and then see if it, if it's if it's a viable uh, you know hypothesis like you say or right. is it just a crazy conspiracy <laughs> what are the circumstances of that night why were we out in that bar at that night that plays into this too right. different How? reasons why they're at well whatever is it a celebration is it just that we do this every Wednesday night or okay. is it not is it a holiday is it Halloween is it something else right all this all plays into it and we saw, we've seen patterns. Like, we have patterns on specific dates that the victims went missing. You know, you know so that, that's a di- distinct pattern. We've had patterns where the victims were, you know, recovered. So that's how we could say, if this case is connected to us and we've gone to those scenes, this is where the body will be. And one of the cases before we did the show, brand new case in Minnesota, David Miller, oh, he had just gone missing when we were out there uh, filming a little a blurb. Oh, wow. And we, and we said, if he's connected, this is where we found and he was found about uh, 50 feet from where we said he would be found five days oh later. Gosh. And then, then Doc Gilbertson, our partner, went down there, and right near there was two pieces of graffiti, one was a smiley face, right That's by crazy. the body. So that can't be an accident. They were letting us know that body was connected to us. Is anybody paying attention? Well, we are. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else is, but we are. And I understand law enforcement's got... You know, responsibilities and, and like Mike said, multiple caseloads and lacks of finances. And, and that's why NYPD said, we're not going to do, they don't want a serial killer. That cost, back in 1976, like 300 cops, like about a, 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 almost a million dollars a day. How, how, how can you force them like that nowadays, oh 30 gosh. years, like 40 years later? You can't. So, um, do you think that these victims were targeted or do you think they were just sort of like a crime of opportunity? Initially, we didn't know, but right now, from what we've uncovered, definitely, definitely specifically targeted. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of the kids are, are athletes. They're on teams in different colleges. I was explaining to Kevin and Anthony one day. So all you got to do is go on. I don't know if you went to college or what, whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm sure if there was a basketball team. Yep. If I wanted to target somebody, look at the basketball players, I go right to the website. And I okay. got a whole roster. Yes. I guess what I got else got too. I got his mother and father's name in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Oh, they live here. I got his hometown. I got his major, what he's doing, because that's right. listed also on the website. He's a he's an economics major. He's a finance major. He's a math major. He's Wait. a business major. What's his you, dorm? Wait, what dorm is he in? They can watch him come out of the dorm. See what, what dorm he comes you got a, you were, So you already that's got a photo. Creepy. You already got a photo of him. See what I'm saying? Yeah, you can the, find out so much. There's a lot of information just, that's just innocently posted. Yeah. And, and, and look, I'll give you one, one example. If these were all accidents, why do we have like 40, 45, 46 engineers, biological, chemical, or um, uh, what's the other one? Biological, chemical, electrical. or electrical engineers, mm-hmm. three of them. So why is that? I mean, you think only engineers are going to get drunk falling in the water? I mean, that, that's a lot of kids and just that. And then the other ones would be like a criminal justice or... Um, mm-hmm. So when you see specific majors now and all the things you can take in college, 300 different majors, I mean, you, you can see that they're specifically targeting the best of the best, what we believe to be the future leaders of the country, people that have what they don't have, you know, good families, good education, sports, high income where they're going to make... And, and, there could be a little bit of envy, but you know, there's there's also some other stuff. There's a little bit of a little bit of hate going on in there too, you know. So That's and there's always exce- and there's always exceptions to that also. Right. So I feel like you just delved into a little bit, and it's okay if you're not really allowed to tell me. But I mean, what type or types of people do you think could be responsible for this? Well, that's what Anthony always says. People that are uh, 
not, not quite in the same realm as, as these young these young men. You know, okay. so that's why that would cause the envy. But these are, they have they have a specific ideology for why they're taking these young men out, mm-hmm. and that's something that's going to be uh, explored and eventually exposed and, and, and shown to the public. And then hopefully that is what we want: is that the, the, the public will say, you know what, this needs to be investigated. There's too much evidence. Law enforcement's been sitting on this too long, and it's time to time to really you know take a a deeper look into it definitely so we have this special that's going to air on january 19th what are you guys hoping is going to come out of this um in in our six particular cases that we're featuring we're hoping that there's going to be some justice for the families and the law enforcement is going to look at it and investigate it as homicide each individual case and i believe that we've shown in each case why they should do the families that you've spoken to mostly believe that their loved ones were victims of foul play? Uh, yeah, absolutely. They Listen, to me, your mother knows everything, right? Yes. Yes or no? How did do you know? know? <laughs> did you know when you were lying? Huh? Did she, did she know when you were lying to her, even though she didn't admit it? Yeah, I mean, that's why I don't try to lie anymore. This is what <laughs> I'm saying. Moms know. They just do. Mm-hmm. They got that. That's it. Whatever it is that was given to women, they, they know when someone's <laughs> lying for the most part. But look, that's, that's actually part true you know deep down what type of in all these cases what type of person your son was mm-hmm. what they were into what were they doing who were they hanging out with and these were all young men with real career paths that were good students had good gpas or athletic they were all outgoing they all had a lot of friends there was you know there was no one there's no one say a bad right. word about any of these victims mm-hmm. no one so with everything to live for and I'm sure they've all been drunk before. They never fell in, they never fell in a body of water mm-hmm. or in some cases appear to be placed in a body of water because bodies float face down. You know, we have bodies recovered. That's a good that tip to know. We have bodies that recovered floating with half their head and shoulders out. Yeah, I read one up. like someone was on their back with their arms crossed. Is right, that it was Chris Jenkins. Okay. So you can see this he was is Yeah, that seems but suspect. But when you look at Chris Jenkins' other information, they have insects that were burrowing in, into his body. So how do you get Ooh. that? That takes a period of time. Did they have scuba diving suits on and they get them in the water to burrow into the skin? I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I haven't seen any insects that were doing that recently, so pretty sure that he died on land for the insects to be attracted to his d- decaying body. Then he was put back into the water. Mm. So, you know, these are, these are clues that even medical examiners should miss. It's not just the police. You know, medical examiners too have hundreds of bodies. They go through it. Oh, he's a drunk kid. Okay, everything looks good. You know, that's it. For sure. In all fairness to Kevin, too, Kevin was on uh, another show and... He's the direct reason why this gentleman, Rodney Reed, got off at death row. I don't know if you're aware of that. To be honest, no. Well, there's a gentleman that was in jail for a murder in Bastrop, Texas. Right. Rodney Reed, and Kevin was on a show, and he sent Anthony the autopsy report. He sent it to me. Take a look mm-hmm. at this. Take a look at this. He already knew before he sent it to us. He, had, he just wanted to verify it to Anthony and myself. I said, this is the timeline of the way this young lady died. Mm-hmm. It was impossible for Rodney Reed to kill him. Wow. So, so meanwhile, he was in jail for 20 years, and he was going to be executed in three weeks. In three weeks. And, and we got, got enough of medical examiners to oh agree God. with us, and we stopped the execution 10 days before. So I'm That's telling amazing. you, we know homicide. Mm-hmm. But, but the medical examiner missed something mm-hmm. during that autopsy yeah. that he found in like three minutes. Yeah. Wow. So it, it took me about five, and I don't know what it took. <laughs> But here's a gentleman that, Six does, minutes. that does that does this. You know, that's that's what he does. He's a medical exam. He's a forensic medical examiner somewhere in Texas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't know what his situation was when he was doing it, but he definitely missed something. Yeah, everybody makes mistakes. And but he, he doesn't cut across the right. man's life. If he doesn't do this show, 
and get the Innocence Project involved, this gentleman, Rodney Reed, would have been deceased for three years already. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, well, but things are missed, and there's a thousand reasons why they're missed. But what we're happy about this is that we're actually really happy that it was uh, Oxygen decided to put this on mm -hmm. because I really believe that it's going to be the women, the mothers of America that are going to look at this and go, something's wrong and I don't want my mm -hmm. son to fall victim to this. And that's why, we, you know, from the beginning, we wanted the mothers to mobilize them even more than the fathers. Because the women here, mothers always stopped, you know, mothers against drunk drivers. Mm -hmm. Now you got the Me Too movement. Everything's coming out. More women are coming into politics. This is a time that hopefully it'll propel, you know, some kind of uh, public outcry to say, you know what? There's too much evidence going on here. They can't make this stuff up. And if you do believe in science, mm -hmm. if you don't believe in science, then nobody's going to believe. But if you <laughs> believe in science, then you're going to have to say, you know what? Th these cases need to be reinvestigated. So if I'm like watching the special at home and I personally think that this should be investigated, what can I as like a viewer, as a layperson, do, if anything? You know, right now, we just want comments to oxygen.com, but you know what I'd eventually like to do? I'd like to get one of those change.orgs because if okay. we get 100,000 signatures, it's got to go to the White House. Okay. Then somebody has, to, somebody has to look at it, including the Department of Justice. And if the Department of Justice looks at it, it has to go to the FBI to investigate us mm -hmm. if we can't get them you know, to do it directly. So you know, when you get that outcry and you see people walking in with those boxes of uh, those, those forms from change.org, whether it's to stop, uh, you know, Apple, whatever, computers in China or something and, you know, working 16 hours a day, these people. It's the same thing. People see that. It's like, it, it's, still, it's still our democracy. We can get mm -hmm. things changed. You know what I mean? So you just have to be, you know, mobilized, engaged. And you got to remember, these are only the cases that we've looked at. Mm -hmm. Right. Times 10 that we're going to find out later on after the show airs that we don't even have a clue about. We also expect to get more information on the cases that we're featuring on the six episodes where people are saying, you know what, I remember that, and, right. this, and this is what's going to happen. I saw this guy there, and I knew he was involved in this, or maybe he was approached by someone to do that, mm -hmm. so we're going to get that. But with that being said, too, you go to school, you have girls, watch your drinks, watch that, because girls with the GHB, these yep. people, these guys, these males have GHB in their system, and it acts differently on men than it does women. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, it does. Uh so with that being said, if even if this, if this gets out there, and I said it's... Two years ago, mm -hmm. just for getting information for guys to watch their drink. That would leave their drink anywhere, you know. You yeah, I mean, if even it saves one life, yeah. even if nothing else, if nothing happens, and this saves a kid's life for being more aware of what you're doing when you're out at night, then it's worth it. Definitely. To me, it is. So, so if I'm like a viewer at home and I'm watching and I'm like, hey, wait, this kind of reminds me of something I saw, or do you guys have a tip line? Well, we're gonna have oxygen.org. We're gonna have something set up. Okay. Oxygen.com. Okay, oxygen.com. So it's going to be able to reach us at oxygen.com. But we also, we were, we were up in, um, in Wisconsin filming one of the episodes, and, the, and she didn't want to be, but she came up to us and she goes, what's going on? Mm -hmm. She was a, a young lady that, was, that went to school 12 years ago there that came up to us and said, you know what? This happened to my girlfriend's boyfriend 12 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Same thing. Right. So well, we're, we're going to get people that are going to come up with that. And, and may, may, they may have clues or something that remembered something. Or I remember the car. Or I remember, you know, so you know, anything that we can get that will help us, you know, start putting, you know, other members of the gang together and who they are and where they are and what they're driving. You know, we're going to try to get all of that. And then we're going to have our own. We have our own website. It's uh, currently under uh, construction. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be gdinvestigations.com. Like okay. Global Death Investigations. That's what the GD stands for. gdinvestigations.com. But it's currently under construction. Hopefully, by the time the show airs, it will be up. Definitely. Or it could just mean Gannon, Duarte, <laughs> Donovan. <laughs> GDD. It's GD, though. The two Ds for them and the G for me. <laughs> yeah, no, but so it's a lot. It's a lot to digest. Yeah. You know, it really is. And it's scary. But when you see, you know, I, I, I thought he was nuts when he first started doing this. I started <laughs> because he's self-funded. This is this never took a, a, mm-hmm. a nickel from anyone. Wow. And this is going on since 1997. Never taken a nickel. And as Kevin always says, because then it jeopardizes the integrity of the case. Because the way we look at it, these are murder investigations. Right. And we don't want to, and we don't ever want to jeopardize that. Yeah, I was wondering how you like. Well, we have law enforcement ask for us. You know, they they, they ask families, you know, how are these guys fund themselves? How much are they uh, charging you to s- solve your son's supposed death? Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing. How much are they charging you for the food? Nothing. For hotels? Nothing. For the plane ride? Nothing. They go, oh, no. Like, so they're stupid. Obviously, they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, we've, we've come off that they think we're stupid, so they're not worried about us. But at the same time, at least nobody can say, you know, they were taking money. It's, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're abusing these families, and they're already guilt-ridden. We couldn't have that. We, lo- we lose all credibility. Definitely. And is this the only case you all are working on together right now? Yeah, that, right now, it's just the smiley face killers. Yeah, I mean that's that's that's, it seems that's like about as big time as you consuming. Yeah. Listen, I didn't want this. I only made a promise to the McNeil family in '97. I solved his son's death. We didn't expect. They said, Mikey and and, uh, and Tony said to me, "Listen, when you retire, you know we'll help you." Nobody expected it was going to be 350 cases later, Jeez. and this is how many we have. We don't even have all the paperwork. But if you look at the comparisons, and the similarities, and the dates and stuff, other patterns. I'm going to tell you, 75% of those cases are connected. There's over, probably over 300 kids that are killed Jesus. in the United States. And they're showing up across the pond in Europe now also. Now in Europe, they're in England, they're in France, they're also, you know what? I mean, have we ever seen anything of this magnitude before? Not that I know of. I've never know. seen I'm a serial I'm killer. No. Right, I mean, no. me and like my crime drama hobby, I mean, I've never seen anything like it, but I'm not no. a professional. I'm telling you right now, this is the biggest and most dangerous domestic group in the United States today. That's how I feel. Jeez. That's my own assessment. And when I come out and show you, and we come out and show you who it is, people are going to go, you know what? I think he's right. you got to watch the show. Yeah, I go. can't wait to watch. And that, again, is January 19th, The Smiley Face Killers, The Hunt for Justice on Oxygen. Um, I think we're just about out of time. I could sit here and like ask you guys about this for hours, but... We don't have the time. Um, but I want to thank you all again so much for coming. Well, thank you, sir. I can't wait nice to you. watch thank the you show. So thank you for having us. Betches.